Hey guys, you are absolutely going to love this episode today. I am chatting with Katie Fleming. She is the founder of the Ambitious Mom brand. She is known for profitable presence and what she calls the both and life. This is her unique ability to build a widely successful, profitable business empire and family legacy at the same time. And she has this deep belief that we don't have to choose either or, and we can choose the both and life and have it all now, no delay required. So in this conversation today, we are diving deep into sales that really feel good. She is talking about everyday paydays, which is a really big part of her approach and, um, you know, structuring your business around your life and creating abundance for the life that you want to live and the business that you want to have. We're also talking about stepping into the role of CEO in your business and really making empowered decisions, getting support in a way that doesn't outsource um, your power or your decision-making abilities. So this is a really, really awesome interview and I can't wait for you to listen in. Welcome to Wildly Aligned Marketing. I want you to be seen and heard by the people who need your message and services most, but I know that seems easier said than done because there's a lot of noise online. I'm your host, Natalie Blenkush. I built my business back in the beginning of 2018 and very quickly learned through trial and error that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable online brand. I'm on a mission to help you own your voice and consistently find and attract the right clients online so you can grow a wildly successful business doing what you love. All right, friend, grab your coffee and notebook and let's dive into today's episode. All right. Hey, Katie, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk with you. It's going to be great. Me too. Um, I would love to start out by just giving you a chance to introduce yourself real quick and then we will um, jump into today's topic. Yeah. So hi guys, I'm Katie Fleming. I'm an ambitious mom coach. Uh, that's really the women that I coach. They're ambitious moms who are building their businesses and running their households and guiding their family along the way. And so one of the things that I've been in this space for just as many years as I have is I've always started this journey from a place of like, how can I show up in my business and in my life and not have sacrifice in any one area? It's something that I knew from an early age that I would pursue my calling both in and out of my home without sacrifice. And so along the journey, as I've been immersed in different spaces, different expertise, different learnings, different environments, I've noticed that there's a lot of people that are out there hustling, building their calendar, filling it with tons of clients, tons of things to do. And And one of the things that I've always approached business and life with, with my clients is like, we're just here to make the biggest impact however we can. And, um, it doesn't involve packing our schedules full to be effective, the most effective and create the most impact that we can. So long story short, I'm Katie Fleming. I'm mom to two. I live in uh, the North Dallas area with my husband and Dallas, Texas. And yeah, that's me. Yeah. (laughs) Super casual. Yes. Yes. You know, something that I, um, as soon as I started just following along with you, I very quickly loved your approach of the both and lifestyle that you talk a lot about. And especially because I think back to the very first year in business, I had so much anxiety around having to like, okay, I had a toddler at the time. Okay. I need to go live and I need to show up, but also she can't ever interrupt my live and, you know, everything has to be perfectly structured and, that caused me so much anxiety. Um, and so 
you know, your, your message and you're just, your whole approach is so refreshing because that's real life. Like real mm-hmm. life is stuff comes up and stuff happens. And, you know, working from home, being an entrepreneur, being a mom entrepreneur, there's always stuff going on. There's never, you know, there's, even if you have like a set work schedule or whatever, and you feel like things are good, there's still going to be stuff that comes up. And so I really love that about your approach. Um, and that's something that, yeah, I'm excited to dive into today. Um, so you are really big on sales and energetics. That's kind of your thing. And so I would love to kind of dig into that today. Um, and you talk about making every day a payday. So let's just kind of start there. And I would love to hear too, how that came to be. Like what, what kind of led you to that place where you talk about making every day a payday? What's really cool is when I first got started online, my brand was 1K Mom. <laughs> so my podcast, when it first started, and I believe it was 2015, might've been 2016, it was called the 1K Mom Podcast. And it was all about helping the mom make her first $1,000 online. And then it quickly evolved into Ambitious Mom. That's when that brand came apart, came around. And it was so much bigger than just starting and the, the dream or the initial thing. It was so much bigger than that. It was the holistic life success. But what's really cool, and the reason I'm bringing this up now, is one of my long-term clients who's been with me since back then, when she came to me to make her first thousand, right? She's now making thousand dollar days. And we've gotten to a part, a point where like we're stacking paydays and we're going to talk about this more, but it's like, can we show up and sell in your business every day to the point where you have the potential for every day to be a day you get paid? What other industry, what other business or what other job can you do that? But we have the potential as business owners to kind of command our own future and create everyday paydays. And then the fun thing is once we start to stack those, once we start to have everyday paydays, we get to stack those, have multiple in each day and start to make, you know, a four figure day or whatever else. And it just gets to be this fun thing that um, we get lit up by, but also it gives us those of us who are type A, it gives us like a checkpoint of like, do this, do this, do this, but not from a rigid perspective. Cause that's definitely not what we want. Right. But from a, just like, can you show up for yourself in your business every day? Right. Yeah. yeah Cause I know yeah. you feel this Natalie, like you're, you're in a lot of your clients' businesses, creating copy, tweaking marketing and messaging. But then sometimes when we're busy and immersed in client work, we can forget about our own. So instead this approach is like, how can we first feed our business so that we can then go take care of everything else, including the family, including the kids, the business, the clients, all that. Right. Right. Well, and something that I love about your approach that I've experienced just through working it is, um, like you said, the showing up and selling every day, it creates such a beautiful way to kind of measure. I am fully showing up quote unquote, people can't see me doing air quotes, but I'm fully showing up and I know that I'm doing you know, things to move the needle forward every day and also trusting the process. And I think if you don't have that baseline where you can kind of have something tangible-ish to check off and know that I fully showed up today, I did the things I needed to do, I can relax and trust the process. And it, it kind of creates that balance. So you don't feel like you're, um, you mentioned super type A, like you don't feel like you are really white knuckle you know, trying to hold on to control and everything is so tight and rigid, but you're also not like super flowy and like, I'm just going to go with the flow and, um, you know, just sit here and trust that the clients are coming to me while I'm also not doing anything. Like there's definitely a balance there. Um, yeah. The magic is in the both end. Exactly. It's, it's the balance. It's the both, 
the masculine and the feminine, not one or the other. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. That balance is a huge thing. Um, I would love to actually get your input on something quick before we kind of dive into this further and talk about your, your process. So you mentioned selling every day and something that I see a lot of women get hung up on is this ratio. I've almost heard it as like 80, 20 rule or one, two punch where it's like you give value and then you sell so that you're not selling too much or, Um, you know, a lot of women also have this fear of selling too much where they're like, I don't want to annoy people. I don't want to be, you know, constantly promoting or focused on that. So can you touch on that a little bit and your, your take on having some set ratio of selling to value posts? Yeah. So these ratios, these like overthinking of the strategy, they can keep us so stuck and stuck from sharing our message, stuck from sharing what it is we're here to do and stuck from getting the people in our world that are supposed to be in our containers, the opportunity to get in our containers. So I don't, I don't hark too much on that, but here's the thing. There is something about value. We do need to create value. We do need to create connection through our content. And if you look at it, like every post, every piece of content I give is value. It is connection. And I weave in sales. And this is kind of the art of it that you just get, but you can also kind of tap into it through my content, through my podcast, through whatever, but you'll see how it all seamlessly flows, right? Um, I have a whole program that I've done that's called Seamless Sales. And it's really about how can we allow all of this to be seamless, the offers to flow seamlessly, the content to flow seamlessly. It's, this is the, this is the way truly that it allows you to just fully express what it is your soul's here to say, and then tag on the sales. Cause it's like, if I tell you the value of the work that I do and I give you value and I give you a tip and I say, Oh my gosh, gosh, my client just did X, Y, and Z. And the way she did it was ABCD and yada, yada. And here's how you can do it too. And I never give you the opportunity to step into the container with me to do this work deeper for you. How unfair, right? For you and for me, but also for the world. Like there is this other component of this. It's not just me. It's not just you. It's what gets created when our two selves get together and create this ripple effect that now goes out and changes so many more lives than we can ever see or know. Yeah. And it's, you know, I can think back to when I really struggled to even talk about, you know, my offers and promote, I think a lot of times it almost comes from this belief of, or not even a conscious belief, but it's like this underlying thought of my selling is not valuable. And it's like, well, but that's the most valuable thing you have to offer is inviting women, the opera or your clients, the opportunity to work with you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I agree. It's, it's definitely, um, you know, weaving value in there. Um, but I know that was, that was a shift that I really had to make. And, and again, um, I have seen so many of my clients really get stuck in like having a set ratio. And so I love that, um, that you're all about flow. (laughs) And that's just, that's just so huge because it's, if you are trying to, you know, keep yourself in some set ratio or whatever, and it's just, it's not working for you. Well, now you're just overthinking. You're not actually doing the thing. Well, and it's about, it's about structured flow. I'm definitely about flow, but I'm it's structured because the, the other side of the flip side of this is like, I have nothing to say today, so I cannot post. And it's one of the things I often say to my clients is like, no, there's always something to say. If you give yourself the space and the parameters 
to say it. Like there is literally always something to say. The, the trouble is, is that we sometimes only like to post from the high moment, like the high celebration or the high energy or the, um, the I'm in a good mood and I just channeled this brilliant post and it's so freaking good and I love it. But those don't always come through. So what do you do in the moments where you're like, it's a down energy day, the kids lost their minds 10,000 times. So did you, and you know, little tiny perler beads got spilled all over the floor. Do you remember those things? They're now in my house. Yes. (laughs) You stepped on a Lego, like all that happened. Then what do you say? And there's always a message. And the thing is like, when we are able to speak, um, to our audience and create content at all of these different energetic levels, we then can attract people at all different energetic levels, not just only attracting and signing clients in the high, because we're not going to be able to sustain that. So if you're experiencing the income highs and lows, most likely you just haven't learned how to ride this energy and to be able to flow within your day and in that structure. Yeah. I would love for you to speak on that more. So like that sustainability piece, because that's something that um, is definitely very real, kind of the ebbs and flows of I'm on a high, I'm showing up, I'm creating content, I'm selling, and now I'm on a low. And so now I'm not doing any, any of these things. And now there's big highs and lows in my income, right? And um, I think part of that, there's there's absolutely a natural part of ebbs and flows in income levels in business. But at the same time, I think a lot of that comes back to what you just talked about. And so I would love to hear just kind of um, you speak into that a little bit more and, and maybe even just some tips or um, things that, that women can look at to kind of even that out. So it's not these big dramatic highs and lows that, you know, coincide with their energy and where they're at in their personal life or whatever. Yeah. So one of the things is like patterns. Some of us have patterns where we don't start to turn on production mode until our butts against the fire, until there's pressure. So if this is a pattern for you, most likely you were the person who read, who wrote a really good research paper for school the last night that it was due and you thrived under pressure. You did so good. You got it done. Like if, if there's not 10,000 things on your plate, you can't spend one of them. Like you can't do anything if there's not a bunch of stuff on your plate, like pressure is your gateway to produce. And that's what I see a lot of my clients where they're like, I can, I can sell a 30 K package if I need to, but the problem is when they don't need to, they can't sell anything. So how do we normalize this? How do we begin to allow them to like stay open to receiving when there's no pressure there? Because ultimately we do want the business that is, um, that doesn't have pressure that doesn't require the pressure to produce that actually is ease and still grows when we are experiencing that ease. So there's a whole lot of rewiring that goes into that that I won't really go into today, but some of the practicals that we can do is number one, are you selling every day? Are you showing up and selling your offers every day? And if you only have one offer right now, are you selling that every day until it's sold out? Because the thing is in your selling out that offer, most likely the next offer that you have to create will appear. It'll kind of make itself known, right? We'll kind of figure out like what's your group thing or maybe what's your lower ticket thing or whatever, right? But at least be selling every day. That's number one. The second big thing about really stabilizing income is we have to have sustainable long-term offers that allow you to stack payment plans so that we can stack revenue. Maybe it's like a 12 month mastermind or private coaching or like whatever, but like we need to have something that allows you to begin to build these sustainable payment plans 
that grow the income that way. While we also have like the influx here, a painful there, like it's all great, but we're building stability with these offers. So that's another big, huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think a huge part of that too, you know, with the stacking income and the payment plan specifically looking at the containers, the long-term offers that you referred to, you know, something that I have personally been leaning into more is really intentionally making my business work for me. I think it's one thing to say like, and, and everyone thinks this when they get into business too, right? Like you have this ideal lifestyle of this is how I want to live. And so this business is going to help me create that and it's going to fund it and blah, blah, blah. But then you kind of let your business run you. And if you're not intentional right in the beginning, it just kind of goes. And then all of a sudden, I know you, you talk about this a lot on your podcast where at one point you had 15 one-on-one clients. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, it, it's just, it's that kind of stuff where if we're not intentional to create that from the beginning, our business isn't going to work for us and it is going to kind of run us. Um, and there's, there's multiple things coming up for me. One is talking about multiple offers. Um, and then also I'd love to get into kind of really embracing being the CEO of your business and making those empowered decisions. Um, so going back to the multiple offers, Speak to the rationale of having one offer and building your business and selling out only one offer versus having an offer suite or a product suite um, and kind of how to navigate that. Because there's definitely, you know, I always give this disclaimer on my podcast is there's always, you know, people have their opinions. And so I'll, I'll often say, you know, take this with a grain of salt. Um, but I think that's something that a lot of women are, are navigating. Is this like, okay, so-and-so says only have one offer, focus on one offer till it's booked out. And someone else over here has multiple things. How do I decide how to move forward in my business? Well, the short answer is you find a coach that helps you extract what your way is. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot of them. There's some special gems out there. I know Natalie takes the same approach as well, where it's like, we're wanting to help you find your way. Cause that's really going to be the only way that actually works is the way that you are meant to do it in this season. So I've got an eight-year-old and a six-year-old and I didn't have that when I started my business. I had, they were younger, they were much younger. So they were babies. So it's like, I've been through all the seasons with my children and I'm still going through the seasons. They're nowhere near where they will be when they leave my house. So what I'm saying is, is that there's different offers for different seasons and we're about to go into summer now. So there's going to be different offers for these seasons as well. Maybe you're not going to want to be on as many calls as you normally are in the fall when they're in school. So maybe Voxer is primarily an offer you lean into like Voxer coaching or something like that. So as you're listening to any person on a podcast, any person on an Instagram feed, remember that they don't know you, you know, you. This is why like the three core components of like tenets of my business are self-awareness, radical personal responsibility, and discernment. Only you truly know. But when you get into a container with me, like one of the things I always do is like, we are going to try to extract your intuitive strategy. So just going back to the beginning, like I, when I started my coaching business, I was pro one offer, <laughs> like one offer, that's it until it's booked out. That's the thing. And it worked we got to, it worked. It worked great. Like I said, it was probably exactly what I needed for the season I was in and also the industry where the industry was at today. It's for me, it's not about that. People have choices. They have choices. So who are they going to choose for the one-on-one -on -one option? So for me, it's like, how can I give people a taste of what it's like to work with me? 
At this point, a lot of people have invested lots of money in lots of things and had lots of different experiences. And so there are all kinds of different reasons why they might be timid to jump back into a relationship. But if I can give opportunities at different price points and different proximity for them to come in and experience what it's like to be in my energy and to get the transformation that I have for them, that's a win for me. It's also a big win for like my generator self. That's my human design to be able to be in uh, a room, like a group coaching session where we're able to like just ping pong and go into strategy. And it's like one-on-one attention for $111. That's unheard of in the industry, right? But we are doing it. So like the main point I want to tell you today is like, can you have different offers, different proximities at different price points that give people opportunities to hop in? But also these offers are connected in such a way to where one flows into everyday payday and then they effortlessly flow into Voxer mini mind. And then all of a sudden they've upgraded to a year in the shift in our circle mastermind. All of that happened from one sale, one new heartbeat in my business, one new connection, one new relationship. And I've built my business from the get-go on what I call the one energy where the, the person coming in is the one they're the one, like the soulmate connection. And so that's really been my MO in business. Yeah. yeah. Well, something that I really love about how you approach kind of creating these offers that flow one into the next is that it feels empowering to the client. And I can say this, you know, being on client side, I, I worked with you in your Voxer mini mind. Um, and I also have everyday payday. And so just being on the receiving end of listening to your podcast and connecting to you and kind of being able to make that decision and say, you know what, I feel like this is what I need right now. And maybe later down the road, I'll need something else. Like if you do it in the right way, and that's something that you're very intentional about is not creating offers that are so similar that it's overwhelming or like, you know, I, I think the example that comes to mind for some reason is walking through Home Depot And if my husband were to be like, okay, go get X, Y, Z thing. And I'm standing at like a, you know, this wall of all these different nails and screws that, you know, to me look the same. And I'm like, I don't know. I am completely overwhelmed. I think that's, you know, that is what for a long time, I will say, I kind of associated with people having multiple offers because going back to what you said, the biggest thing is finding a coach that will help you find your way and really lean into what works for you in this season of life. What do you want to create? Like, do you really want to create a a lower ticket membership or a mini course or something? And you're with a coach who is like, but you need to only sell one high ticket coaching offer. You know, that's, that's not working for you. Um, But you, you do it in a really beautiful way where you're not putting people in like a Home Depot situation where they're just like, oh my gosh, I'm like flooded with choices right now. And I have no idea what I need. And then they just end up like I in that situation would just walk out of the store with nothing like, (laughs) you know, total overwhelm. Um, Yeah, it's funny. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that is huge for sure. Um, And, you know, I even, I think about like, kind of going back to what you said, finding something that works for you, uh, finding a coach that helps you really lean into that. What would you say for a woman who um, is maybe, maybe she hasn't worked with many clients yet. And so she's still focused on whatever her kind of starter goal is. 
um, and she's working towards that. I'm just curious if you have any sort of guidelines or um, encouragement for someone who is in that place. Do you still recommend that women will kind of stick with an offer, fill that, and then create out other things? Or how do you kind of navigate that? Because I know it's, it's very individual, but I'm just curious what you have like a rule of thumb. Yeah, no, I don't think there's a rule of thumb other than like, we got to look at your patterns. If your pattern is to escape the moment, it doesn't work right off the bat, then that's just a pattern. Like we, we've got to like break that, but it may not be that it may not be the same way you react and and each person reacts. So like, there's no hard and fast rule, um, but we want to look at the intention behind why you feel like you may want to go add a new offer or change the plan or, you know, you just created the low ticket thing and now you want to change and create a new low ticket thing. Like, have we given the other low ticket thing a chance to work? Have you actually promoted it? Did you just promote it one time and one person bought it and it felt like not enough yet? That's pretty good. Like what, what's going on behind the scenes? So I don't think there's a hard and fast rule. Long story yeah. Short. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love what you said and you brought it back to recognizing patterns. Um, what actually comes up for me is something that you coached me on inside the mini mind, um, and I know you said that you've experienced this too. So I, I want to bring this up because I'm sure a lot of other women can relate. I personally have this tendency to, if something's not working, throw the baby out with the bathwater. And I'm like, I'm going to, you know, change it all. Like, I'm just going to get rid of this offer and replace it with something else rather than making small tweaks. Um, and there's definitely power in the small tweaks. Um, I would love to hear your experience with that. Cause I know you said that that had been, I don't know if that is still something that you, that you kind of wrestle with in your business, but I know you said that had been a pattern for you is to like make these big kind of knee jerk changes. Yeah. I, so there's like so many examples I could think of. And for some <laughs> reason, the Voxer mini mind one is coming up to my mind. So we're going to go there. Um, so what often happens with women like us, I feel like we see the future, we see what it can be. And then it's hard anchoring it back into the now. It's like, okay, but I see that I have no idea how to get there. And then what am I supposed to do now? And so we take the first step and then the thing doesn't look like the thing we already saw in our head. So we want to throw it out and start again. But what actually needs to happen is we need to just kind of tweak here, tweak this, move this, change that. And all of a sudden the clarity lands to where we now are, are living in the vision. So that's kind of an etherical way to, to describe what I'm going to tell you. So when I launched Foxer Minimind, it was called a group intensive. And I had one person sign up, one. So she got a private group intensive for the week. It was awesome. It really was awesome. It was so great. But one of the things that, that happened is every month, as I relaunched a new group, there was new shifts that happened. There was new changes that happened. Like we, I'll just name a few of the big changes, but we changed it from group intensive to Voxer mini mind because people can understand it's a mini mastermind. Cool. Got it. And it's on Voxer. Cool. The next month after that, I got a little more clear with like describing some basic questions, things that are so simple to me that I would never ever think to ask. Cause like, I just know, right. This is a, if you're into human design, I'm a line, I'm a six, two in my profile. And so my two is like the, the, the one, like just able to do things and doesn't know how to necessarily articulate how. So it takes me a lot to like, think, okay, how did I do that? And it also comes so easily to me mentally that it's like, I don't even think about the questions most people have. So I remember sitting down one day, and this is a, this is a trick for any of your audience members that are like trying to get more clear about describing your offer, but like sit down and like tap into intuitively into like this container that you have. You can imagine is like a little container of coaching clients that you have 
And like, what are the questions? What's preventing them from going into the door? What's preventing them from walking in? So as I asked myself these questions, my intuition brought up multiple different things. Like number one, what's Voxer? Turns out there was people that didn't know. (laughs) And I had one specific person that joined this month that I'm, I can't remember which month, but she had no idea what Voxer was. And once I described it, she was like, oh, okay, I'm in. I got it. It's like a group text. Cool. Awesome. So there was a couple of other things that I had to describe, like, like, am I going to get overwhelmed with, um, the chat? Like to me as a coach, as the leader, no, just don't tune into your parts of the chat. You don't want to tune into, but I had to address that. I had to tell the people that were thinking about it, that you're going to know how to navigate this. I'm going to put boundaries in place. You're going to know exactly what messages for you tap into what you want, whatever, whatever. So anyway, there was a bunch of different questions that I was able to tune into intuitively and then answer in content publicly, right? So that was a big tweak. And another tweak is we've now added a monthly call for Voxer Mini Mind people that are in it for a year. Um, I'm trying to think of some other tweaks. And there's all, and I can, I can already see so many new ways this container is going to expand far beyond being called Voxer Mini Mind but I don't know how yet necessarily. Some of it I do, but like, also I don't. (laughs) So that's a little freeing for you guys to know that like, you don't have to see the end goal completely how to get there for you to just take the next step, do the next thing. And then clarity begins to unravel as you get further down the path. Yeah. Yeah. What actually came up for me as I was listening to you is this is going back to patterns. It's almost like when you start your business, you're dreaming and you're creating new things and it's exciting and you feel like you're doing really big things. And then to think about being in that place where you've got the Voxer mini mind and it started as this, and then you made a little tweak and a little shift here. And for the most part, it's consistent and it's steady and you're moving forward with this thing, but then you shift it a little and you tweak it a little. That's not as big and exciting as creating new programs and launching new programs and scrapping it all and building a new thing. Well, that's why we have to handle the pressure thing. Because if you need this whole like demolish to be able to find excitement to then create again, that's where we have to balance your energy. Right, right. Was that something that you had to go through to kind of figure out for yourself? Like, were you that kind of person who felt like you needed pressure to create and demolish and then create again? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, um, Yeah. So I would manifest high income months. I would manifest paying full clients to then the next month to have like nothing. Um, and then have to recreate. I would, um, I would create, I would manifest issues like in my home, really, that sounds silly, but it would happen to where it would then take me out of my consistency in my business so that there was that pressure to then have to reignite. Um, what else? Yeah. The, the, the scrapping of the strategy just to have the high of a new creation, like there's nothing like the high of creating, but when you, um, need the high of creating like a new idea to then go show up in your business, that's where there's issues. Right. So I'm trying to think of another example for you, but yeah, the big thing. So my big thing was like, I would turn little things into big things in a negative way. Like Mm. if it was, if it was little wrong, it was completely wrong and we should throw it away. But instead what I realized was like, I can use my little power of like finding little things and tweaking those little things. Right. And then those little tweaks turn into big results. So that's been the way I've kind of hacked my superpower. That was kind of my kryptonite too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it can totally be that way. It's like anything that is 
a, you know, a really great strength of ours can also be a weakness. It just depends how we're framing it and how we're using it. Um, what would your encouragement be for women to recognize those patterns? I know we talked about this a little bit already, but how can you go about recognizing patterns or even just digging into, you know, without getting too in-depth, um, cause I know there's a lot that we could get into with that. Um, but what could be a really great starting point for them to recognize those patterns? Yeah. I think it's just bringing awareness to your day to day, like the way you move, the way you think the thoughts you think, are you even aware of like what, what is going through your mind? Cause even the, even the thoughts are patterns that are creating the manifestations in our world, the actions, the, all that, the results. Right. So that's a number one is like being more aware of where your feet are being present where in your now moment. Um, one of the things I often say is like your presence is the most profitable thing you can do. So the more you're present, the more you're in your now, the more you're exactly where your feet are, the more your mind is here, the more you can be able to see and spot these patterns and be like, wait a second, feels like I've been here before. feels like this character that's showing up in my life doing the same thing this other character did two years ago, same character, different person, but like same storyline. Right. And then you get a little curious and then you're like, okay, there's some like unsorting we can do, but that's the part that gets kind of nuanced. But I think the part I would say like to you guys to do right now is just to start being aware of your thoughts, aware of like what's happening around you, um, aware of where your energy is in this now. That's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Um, it, it even reminds me of the saying, I'm going to try to get this right so I don't butcher it. How you do one thing is how you do everything. And so going back to the patterns, it's like if you kind of thrive off of that adrenaline rush of, oh my gosh, we need this money like yesterday. And so I'm going to go sign this, you know, painful high ticket client. And then there's low dips. Okay. Are you also, how are you with your time? Like, are you leaving late? And then, you know, trying to like beat time somehow to get to somewhere on time or different things like that. I'm sharing these as very real examples of like how I used to be, like I used to be just kind of, um, you know, barely getting there on time and things like that. And I, I noticed that, okay, this is a habit for me. <laughs> like, or, I how, actually... or how are you with rest or something? Do you wait until yeah. your body like lays you up in bed before you finally catch the signals or are you right. carrying it along the way? Right, right, exactly. So there's so many different ways that it can show up. Um, so I love that, just really getting present and and start to like notice um, where are these things showing up. Um, so let's kind of shift a little bit and talk about CEO decisions. So something that you were saying earlier, really leaning into doing what works for you in your business, um, finding a coach that will guide you in that and not have this is my way. And so all my clients do my way. Um, let's kind of dig into that. Um, and I want to start out by actually sharing something that I noticed within myself as I was starting my business. Um, and I'm guessing you can probably relate. And I'm also guessing a lot of women listening can relate. So one skill that I noticed I had to really develop within myself as I was building my business was I would invest with coaches and I felt like I had to do exactly what they were telling me. And it was like this inner turmoil of they're encouraging me to do X, Y, Z. And maybe I am explaining the vision of a program or, you know, whatever it is. And actually how they're like reflecting it back to me is not how I envisioned it. 
And so now I just, I feel like I'm supposed to do that because they're the expert and I'm new. Right. Um, and so that's, that's definitely a skill that I had to, um, develop. Like I had to flex that muscle and learn, you know what, just because a coach is telling me or encouraging me to do something, a certain strategy, whatever it is, doesn't mean I actually have to do that. Is that something that you experience as well? You know, even thinking back to like being a new business owner, I think, um, is when women can be especially, uh, especially susceptible to that because you are new. Yeah. So it's, it's like our good student. I'm a, I was a very good mm-hmm. student. I didn't want to be called out for getting the wrong answer. I kept my hand down until I knew exactly what it was. And then I raised my hand. It was never like I, whatever the teacher said to do, I did it, the syllabus, all that. Right. So that's, that's some of that programming coming over into business. But the one, the, the big thing to flex here is your personal power and nobody knows better your expertise than you. Nobody knows better what's going on in your, in your business. What's interesting is sometimes I coach people that I have no idea their, their, their industry, but I can still coach them because I understand my expertise, but I also understand human behavior and and them. Right. So this is like the teacher that's, that's trying to create a teacher curriculum. I have no idea. I've coached people that are teachers before, but like, I don't technically know your expertise, but I can help you extract and organize your expertise, but you are the only one who knows it. Same thing with human design. I've got clients that are human design experts. I'm not a human design expert, but I can help you judge it with my expertise, which is marketing, messaging, sales, and all that stuff, right? So um, when you come into a coaching relationship with your personal power intact, you're going to notice a completely different experience because you're no longer walking into this container handing over, like I'm almost seeing it like a crown, like you're taking off your crown, you're putting it down saying, no, 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 you tell me. But instead you're saying, no, 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 I, I am, I am the expert in my field, your energy field, but also your field of study, your industry. And you can come into the space and like, get a couple of things that you need from them, get a couple of space from things you need from your mastermind sisters. And ultimately at the end of the day, digest it to where it comes out as your version, not somebody else's version. That's, that's the magic. That's where it really starts to work for you. Yeah. Yeah. And what you just described is such a huge mindset shift. It's like, I, I think back to one of the very first big business investments that I made, I totally went into that being like, okay, you tell me what to do. And because I'm hiring you, I'm going to have X, Y, Z outcome. I'm going to be fully booked out with clients and it's going to be fabulous because I'm hiring you. Like you save me. And I look back at that now and I'm like, oh man, that was such, such an expensive lesson. I also got a lot of really great stuff out of it, but, um, but that I can so see clearly now, like all the red flags of, oh my gosh, no, like this is not, um, you know, not the mindset to invest in. And I think, um, just through my experience serving clients, um, that good student mentality, I think is really sneaky. I see a lot of women in that where um, there's a fine line and this is beneficial for anyone listening, being in the role of the coach, but then also making the investments where it's like, you want to be in that mindset of um, getting feedback, you know, having a sounding board, but um, I don't know. I, I think of specific clients where, 
it's almost like they wanted the hand holding. And I have, uh, if one of my one of my mastermind sisters in particular, if she's listening right now, she cringes anytime she hears someone say that term hand holding because she's like, no, we do not hold people's hand in coaching. And I'm like, no, I get it. Like it's there's um there's a certain level of, yeah, I'll help guide you, but I'm I'm not gonna like baby you into, you know, making the decision. You know, I think there's a definitely a fine line there. Well, see, here's here's a really powerful visual that I think will stick with your people for a long time. But it's like when we're when we're coaching clients, it's like sometimes they dig themselves into a hole, whether like life got them there and like, or they like actually dug themselves a hole and they're down there. And the handholding is let me go down into the hole with you. I'm gonna immediately take myself down a couple of levels of like consciousness or energy or whatever. I'm gonna go down into this hole with you and then I'll help you climb out. We'll climb out together. Right. That's that's the image of like this wounded coaching, this hero, savior, hero, victim kind of a relationship, right? So what we actually want to do is we don't want to go down into the hole, right? We don't want to go down into the emotional tizzy. We want to hold our field powerfully, hold our space powerfully up here, throw down a rope if we want to, if that's the tool we need to throw down so that they can pull themselves up or maybe stand there and say, you know what, actually, I think there's actually a door out the back of that hole. If you just go under here, move that way, do this, that, and the other, like we're coaching, right? Or maybe you can pull yourself up on this little rock thing that's over there, but you're not going to, you're not going to ascend down into this hole with them. That's how we create really not good codependent coaching relationships. That's not the thing as the client or the coach. It's just not the thing. Um, but it's even more powerful when we can hold our energy field and then call those people in our world up to it. And then what's beautiful is that they get to claim that victory. There's nothing I did as the coach other than stand here and, and support you, but you climbed yourself out of that. You still hold all of that empowerment. I don't own any of that. You do. And that's the coolest part is that when we can coach like that, we allow the client to have the victory. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that is huge right there. Letting the client have the victory. They're the ones that are the hero in the story. Um, I don't know if you've listened to um, building your brand or read brand building your brand story um, or building, building a story brand. That's what it's called. Um, but that's a really great book by Donald Miller. And he talks about that, like your client, your customers, your audience is the hero of the story. It's not you. And kind of going back to something that you said earlier, it takes the pressure off when you're not in this mindset of, I have to know all the answers for my clients. It's like, no, they have the answers. I'm going to help them like pull that out of them, you know, help them make sense of it and then just hold it back up to them and be like, here's what you just told me. You already, Mm -hmm. you know, you just said the answer to your question or whatever it is. Um, And if anyone, I know you have kids. I have a seven-year-old daughter. If anyone listening has kids, I think I I so often relate business stuff to parenting. Um, And I think about a recent example where the struggle is real for kids' rooms, like the clutter, the mess, the clothes on the floor, whatever. And um, I recently bought a book that is written to kids. So if your kid can read, they read it themselves. Otherwise, you can read it to their kid. And it's to empower them to embrace minimalism, look at, you know, how does your room make you feel and clean up their own dang room. Like you not going in there and doing it, you not getting out the garbage bags and stuff. And 
I kid you not, I have never seen her so confident about talking about her room. And she just totally latched onto this book. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like it was just such a, um, a great example of how when we empower others, whether it's our kids or our clients, like you said, okay, you're in that hole. Here's how to get out of it. I'm going to direct you, but you got to go do it. I'm not going to do it for you. I'm not going to get in there and help you, you know, navigate your way out um, with you. So I love that you shared that visual because visuals, I'm such a visual person and those really stick. Um, And that's just such a great um, way to explain that and how we can, you know, avoid creating these codependent coaching relationships, which is something that um, I feel like doesn't get talked enough about. I really love that you kind of brought that up in the conversation as well. It's draining. It's draining. If you have codependent coaching relationships, you can't do it that long. So you sacrifice something yourself or the potential capacity that you could hold in your client suite or something like that. Like there's always something that's sacrificed through codependency. Right. Right. So another thing that I would love to kind of dig into, because I know a large part of my audience Um, is Christian entrepreneurs, faith-based entrepreneurs, because that used to be the focus of my audience and my coaching. Um, Something that I have noticed and noticed within myself, it's very interesting to me, I don't know if you've noticed the same thing, is almost this tendency to, um, if you are spiritual, if you are faith-based, kind of diminish your own CEO power because you have that belief, right? And it's like, I've heard people use the term, um, oh, God is my CEO. Like he's the CEO of my business. And I get, I'm an Enneagram mind. So I see all the sides to all the things all the time. (laughs) And so I can understand why some people will use terminology like that. Um, But I also see a lot of women who are like, have very strong spiritual beliefs not tap into that because they have this belief that, you know, that, that God is their CEO or that they can't really make those decisions because they need to, um, like they need to pray on it. They need to kind of lean on that as a crutch when it's like, they're not leaning into the gut feelings there. So I would love if you could kind of speak into that a little bit. That's something that you've noticed as well. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say this word because it won't stop reverberating in my head, but like passivity, it creates passivity and God is not a passive God. Yeah. So if we're stalling action because we're waiting on some divine force to come in and like do the thing, it's not going to happen. God makes his decisions and speaks his speak, his voice through us. And that action, like sometimes the action brings more clarity. So there's become a point for me, like in my spiritual journey, where like me and God kind of merge. Like the voice that I'm hearing is God's voice, but it's got my, it's my words as well. It's like my sound. So only you're going to know, like, that's why I said those three tenets of my business that are very important to the women, to me, who comes into my world, self-awareness, discernment, and personal responsibility. Only you are going to know that discernment piece is huge, huge, but I want you to make sure that you're not using your best. Yes. That's another phrase. That's from a long time ago. Actually. I remember people were like, it's just not my best. Yes. And I'm like, really, is it not your best? Yes. Or are you just uncomfortable? Is it pushing the limits of your comfort zone? Or is this just like, I need to go pray on it. I understand praying. It's great. 
But like, are we just using this as a distraction to delay you from actually doing the thing, getting out there, having the discussions with people, building the community, creating the connections? Because that's ultimately where God lives is in the connections between you and I is where the two or more are gathered. Yeah. So what gets us into the midst of the people, not behind the computer stewing in Canva for the fifth time today? distracting, building the website. Oh, I need to do that. No, you don't. You just need to get out and sell. You need to talk to people. You need to get into conversation. You need to serve. You need to connect, which is everything we talk about in everyday payday. But it's like, just notice if you're using your relationship to God as a distraction in a way, because I don't think that's the way it's meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, It's almost... I think there's a difference between when you're getting the sense to wait on something like now is not the time. Don't force it. Don't push it. But then we also do use it as a way to stall or um, get distracted where it's like, Oh, I need to go pray on it. And I, I can think about, again, thinking back to my mastermind sisters many times, even recently where all they'll be kind of coaching me through something or I'll be coaching them through something and they get to the end and they're like, well, but I'm just, I'm going to go pray on it. Or I'll say that. And it's like, do you, do you really need to pray on it more? Do you need to sit on this more? Cause it sounds like you've already gotten the answer that you need to, and you're good to move forward. So, um, yeah, I think that's huge. And, you know, it, it's another way to kind of exercise trusting your gut using that gut feeling. Um, and you also, you talked about this idea of at some point, you know, along your journey, it was like you and God merged and you didn't look at it as two separate things. Like I'm over here, God's over there. And I need to keep like checking back. It's, you know, for Christians, um, specifically it's like, okay, you have the Holy spirit inside of you. He is constantly with you, constantly guiding you. You, it's not a, um, it's not a, it's not a doing to get relationship. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's something that it's like, you can trust, um, trust that you're going to get guided back. If you do make a quote unquote misstep, you know, if this wasn't the best decision, it's still, you're still going to end up where you need to be. Um, and so it's not, um, you know, it, it, it's not something that you need to be so cautious with where you've got the green light, you've got the go ahead, go like do like you thing. can't, you can't mess this up. That's what right. I believe. I don't, I don't believe you can mess this up at all. And right. I think sometimes we get, we get the vision that's very big and okay. Like I can remember. So for example, we get the vision for what the thing is, and then we're given guidance now to wait on like how it's going to unfold, but there still is something to steward. And then now there's some action to do now. And so that's where you kind of, you have to ask for that direction. There is still something to do. We don't just wait around, twiddle our thumbs, watch Netflix every night for the next month until something drops in again. I don't know. That's not been my experience. If I want to get clarity, I, you wait on the Lord, but like you still do stuff. Like you still have, because sometimes the stuff, sometimes the jolt of connection or inspiration comes through some kind of action, like getting an instruction. I remember one night getting an instruction where I was like, really, I was not creative at all. And I love, I love the high of creations. Like just, I love it. 
the creating things. And I was missing, I was missing it. And I resisted for months. I was like, gosh, God, where's, where's my next thing? Where's the next, you know, water to, for me to like drink on here. This is, ugh, I'm parched kind of a, I was very dramatic about it, yeah. but I'm sitting on the back porch and I hear like this voice. It's like, go play the piano. And I just got in a piano. Uh, I played growing up. And so I pulled out one of my old songbooks and I just started playing. I had, it's an electric piano. So I had headphones on the girls are asleep. And as I'm playing this and I'm singing this song from back my musical theater days, all of a sudden I'm like, I'm shown something that brings so much clarity to my next step. And what if I had never come in here? What if I had stayed on the back porch? What if I didn't listen to that little nudge? It's a still small voice. It's not a blaring signpost. It's a still small voice. And it usually isn't like, here's the next thing. Here's a 10 step plan. It's normally like, here's the next step to take, to get your first step. Like, but if we just get on this journey, that's where the clarity comes through. And I remember specifically one program that I created clear as day, the program, the marketing for the program came in a general idea of the outline of the program came in. I sold it, sold spots. It's time to start the program. I can't for the life of me, create the modules. And every time I sit down, months before the program started to create it. God's like, wait, like, okay, it's getting closer. Two months out, four weeks out, two weeks out. Okay. It's, it's like tomorrow, God, like what? And then, then he drops it. Then it comes in. And then I realized the voice was like, you're going to get the modules the day before. I was like, oh, cool. (laughs) Cool. That sounds stressful. I don't really like that, but what it taught me was like, can you trust, can you trust me for the content to flow through you? And that was a very pivotal season for like the merging of like me and God. And it was really cool. And I will never forget that. Yeah. Yeah. As you were sharing that, I was thinking about multiple examples that I've experienced and it's, it's little things. I think what you're sharing about playing the piano, it's such a a beautiful story and beautiful example of this where so often we'll just feel this nudge, like you should just go, I don't know, like all the times that we get creative ideas when we're driving somewhere in the shower. But then there's also moments where we feel that nudge. Sometimes we listen, sometimes we don't, where it's like, you should go take a walk. You should just go take a walk, go take a walk or go, you know, go work at a coffee shop, go get a coffee and just chill out for a little bit and get out of the house. And, um, often those are moments where it's like, okay, if we listen to that and we're just relaxed and we're not thinking that next step drops in that next, you know, piece of clarity or whatever we need. But then when we don't, it's like, well, we're probably missing that here. We are Mm -hmm. trying to be so strategic and problem solving, whatever. And we're not listening to that still small voice. That's like, Hey, just go take a walk and chill out and stop trying to solve this. And I will give you the solution. I'll tell you yeah. the next thing to do, but just like go chill out. <laughs> yeah. But our, that's why I said at the beginning, like notice where your energy is, because sometimes when those instructions come in, we're like, yeah, but I've got the dishes or I need to change the laundry and the dishes. And I have, you know, uh, 10 clients that need my support in Vox right now. I'm freaking out and I have to do X, Y, and Z and send this email. Blah, 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 blah. And meanwhile, God's like, just go take the walk. So we can call your energy back into this now yeah. so that you're going to be able to actually hear the message and the fullness of what I have to give you. Right. Right. And that's our job as business owners, managing our energy, managing our thoughts. So much of that, again, getting into business, my goodness, I was <laughs> very clueless in my first year, even couple of years where 
I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mindset. That's great. Like, you know, your energy, whatever, but the longer you're in business, it's like, no, this is literally your job. Yeah. Like you're not going to be able to serve the clients. Even if you have paying clients or you're bringing on new clients, you're not going to be able to serve them very well if you're not managing your energy, managing your mindset and all of that. So that's, that's huge for sure. Um, Okay. So if the listeners were to take away one thing from this conversation, we covered a lot. There was a ton of really great stuff in here. So I hope you guys were taking notes. Um, But if they were to really walk away with one thing from this conversation, what would you want that to be? You have everything you need right now. Every piece of expertise, every piece of information, every piece of every story, every experience, you have it all right now to be able to serve exactly who God has for you right now. So there's nothing you need. If there's nothing you need, then what will you go do? And that's what I want you to do today. Ooh, I love it. A challenge. So good. (laughs) Oh, so good. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for coming on the show today, having this conversation. It was really great. Where can women connect with you if they want to get more of you online? Yeah, I would love for you to come hang out with me on Instagram at Katie Fleming. Um, I always love it when you guys screenshot shows and tag me, tag Natalie as well. Let us know that you're listening. Tell us what ahas you're having. Um, I'm on Facebook as well. And then my podcast, Ambitious Mom Podcast is the place to get weekly episodes dropped. And yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah, yeah. And I will put all those links in the show notes so, so that you guys can click on over and get connected with Katie. Um, thank you again so much for this conversation. It was so good talking with you. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening today. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a future episode and leave a review if you haven't already. I love hearing your takeaways and how this podcast has impacted you and your business. If you're not already in our private Facebook community, love to have you join. Head on over to Facebook and search the Wildly Aligned Marketing Group, or you can head to the show description and you'll find the link as well. I would love for you to pop in there, introduce yourself and get to know you a little bit more. All right, that's it for today. I will see you on the next episode.